I dreamed of traveling the long road, singing my songs to that distant stranger. Yes, I know it's sad for you, but it's something I got to do. And I will be coming home, back to the mountains, back to being free from all there is to be. Coming home to live and the life I once knew. Hello, everyone. And welcome to Bedtime Bible Boys with Brock, Trey, and Theron TJ. Thanks Thanks for for listening. We love you, Mom. And you too, Gail. Boys, we are in chapter 15 of 1 Kings. Jeroboam and Rehoboam have just been replaced as king. Of course, Rehoboam was the king of Judah, which was the southern kingdom of Israel. And he was replaced by Abijah. And Jeroboam was to be replaced by Nadab. Ready to get going? Yes. Yes. All right. In the 18th year of the reign of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, Abijah became king of Judah, and he reigned in Jerusalem three years. His mother's name was Makkah, daughter of Abishalom. He committed all the sins his father had done before him. His heart was not fully devoted to the Lord his God, as the heart of David his forefather had been. Nevertheless, for David's sake, The Lord his God gave him a lamp in Jerusalem by raising up a son to succeed him, and by making Jerusalem strong. For David had done what was right in the eyes of the Lord, and had not failed to keep any of the Lord's commands all the days of his life, except in the case of Uriah the Hittite. There was war between Rehoboam and Jeroboam throughout Abijah's lifetime. As for the other events of Abijah's reign and all he did? Are they not written in the book of the annals of the kings of Judah? This is not a history lesson. It's the Bible. Thank you, Trey. There was war between Abijah and Jeroboam, and Abijah rested with his fathers and was buried in the city of David, and Asal his son succeeded him as king. I'm going to just be real. I think it is quite interesting. And I want to do a little bit deeper dive into this. It's always, it's, you know, it talks about how David did what was right in the eyes of the Lord and hadn't failed to keep any of his commands. It says, except in the case of Uriah the Hittite. But I don't, that wasn't the only sin David had his entire life. You know? Yeah. There were more sins than that. You know, he, he feared and you know, the Bible talks about he who fears uh, has not been made perfect in love. One of the, the greatest commandments that was given was love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your mind and all your strength. So I, I want to understand when the Bible uses this term, what they what it really means, because I've always taken it as never lost sight of the fact that he believed in what God said, that God loved him and that God... So I'll look into more of that, and we'll talk about it coming up, okay? 
Is Uriah the husband of Bathsheba? That's right, he was. So, I was just thinking, if that was so, Bathsheba might count as part of, as for Uriah. That's right, and that maybe that's what it means. You get a good point, Trey, and maybe you're correct there. Okay, let's move on into verse 9. In the 20th year of Jeroboam, king of Israel, Asa became king of Judah, and he reigned in Jerusalem 41 years. His grandmother's name was Makkah, daughter of Abishalom. Asa did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, as his father David had done. He expelled the male shrine fornicators from the land and got rid of all the idols his father had made. He even deposed his grandmother Makkah from her position as queen mother because she had made a repulsive Asherah pole. Asa cut the pole down and burned it in the Kidron Valley. Although he did not remove the high places, Asa's heart was fully committed to the Lord all his life. He brought into the temple of the Lord the silver and gold and the articles that he and his fathers had dedicated. There was war between Asa and Baasha, king of Israel, throughout their reigns. Baasha, king of Israel, that's the northern king after Nadab, went up against Judah and fortified Ramah to prevent anyone from leaving or entering the territory of Asa, king of Judah. Asa then took all the silver and gold that was left in the treasuries of the Lord's temple and of his own palace. He entrusted it to his officials and sent them to Ben-Hadad, son of Tabramon the son of Hezion, the king of Aram, who was ruling in Damascus. Let there be a treaty between me and you, he said, as there was between my father and your father. See, I am sending you a gift of silver and gold. Now break your treaty with Baasha, king of Israel, so he will withdraw from me. Ben-Hadad agreed with king Asa and sent the commanders of his forces against the towns of Israel. He conquered Aijon, Dan, Abel, Beth Makkah, and all Kinnereth in addition to Naphtali. When Baasha heard this, he stopped building Ramah and withdrew to Terzah. Then King Asa issued an order to all Judah. No one was exempt, and they carried away from Ramah the stones and timber Baasha had been using there. With them, King Asa built up Giba in Benjamin and also Mizpah. So, man, some of this is tough to understand if you aren't familiar with the area. So I'm struggling like you guys. Verse 23. As for all the other events of Asa's reign, this is the Bible. All his achievements, all he did, and the cities he built, are they not written in the book of the annals of the kings of Judah? In his old age, however, he became diseased. Then Asa rested with his fathers and was buried with them in the city of his father David. And Jehoshaphat, his son, succeeded him as king. Alright, let's keep going here in verse 25. Nadab, son of Jeroboam, became king of Israel in the second year of Asa, king of Judah. I'm kind of jumping around time frames here, so you just have to do your best to keep with it. And he reigned over Israel two years. God, he didn't get very long. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord, walking in the ways of his father, and in his sin 
which he had caused Israel to commit. But Asha, son of Ahijah of the house of Issachar, plotted against him, and he struck him down at Gibberthon, a Philistine town, while Nadab and all Israel were besieging it. But Asha killed Nadab in the third year of Asa king of Judah, and succeeded him as king. As soon as he began to reign, he killed Jeroboam's whole family. He did not leave Jeroboam anyone that breathed, but destroyed them all, according to the word of the Lord given through his servant Ahijah the Shilonite, because of the sins Jeroboam had committed and caused Israel to commit, and because he provoked the Lord, the God of Israel, to anger. And this is the la- one of the last verses, so you can probably guess what it says. As for the other events of Nadab's reign, and all he did. Oh no. Are they not this written? This is the Bible. That's right. <laughs> are they not written in the book of the annals of the kings of Israel? There was war between Asa and Baasha, king of Israel, throughout their reigns. In the third year of Asa, king of Judah, Baasha, son of Ahijah, became king of all Israel in Tirsa, and he reigned twenty four years. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord, walking in the ways of Jeroboam, and in his sin which he had caused Israel to commit. And that is the end of chapter 15. <clears throat> what does all this mean? The northern kingdom, Israel, was continuously at war against the southern kingdom, Judah. Right? They could not see eye to eye. In general, the kings of the south, Judah, tended, not certainly not always, but... In general, they tended to be more directed towards the heart of the Lord. Notice we've had Rehoboam, who was not a good king. And we had Abijah, who was not necessarily a good king. But we did see Asa. And Asa was a good king, the word says, right? If he was in the southern um, kingdom. That's right. Those were the three kings of the southern kingdom so far. After it split up, right? So, so really the kings of... Israel altogether so far have been pretty bad. Well, there was the one that the people said could be king in the book of Judges, but he wasn't really ordained by the Lord, but the people recognized him as king. But let's start off with Samuel, so the, or Saul. So the first king was Saul. The second king was David. David. The third king was Solomon. Solomon. The fourth king would have been Rehoboam all by himself, but because oh, Jeroboam. That's right, but because the kingdom split up, Jeroboam was king of Israel, the northern kingdoms, and Rehoboam was king of Judah, the southern kingdoms. Okay, so now we kind of split off into two little branches there. After Rehoboam, he was evil, was Abijah, okay, he was evil. And then after mm-hmm. Abijah was there for three years, there was Asa. That's Asa. right. Yes, and he was king for longer, and he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. That's what it says, right? Meanwhile, in the northern kingdom, okay, there was Jeroboam. He was defeated by Abijah of the southern kingdom, right? And that gave way for Nadab. And Nadab, Jeroboam was evil, Nadab was evil. Nadab was only there for a year or two. And then Baasha took over. Baasha wasn't necessarily taken over by Asa, but he was harassed by Asa, right? Baasha was also not Does a good king. Does that mean, like, not a good king? Baasha was also not a good king. 
so the reason I say that, I know it's only three kings for each north and south so far, but the kings of the south of Judah are in general going to walk a little bit closer to the Lord than the kings of the north. Okay, And Judah is going to do a little bit better, really, uh, than Israel. than Israel. That's right. And I think that's just our takeaway is our lives are, are going to be like this to some degree. Nobody's going to be perfect. We've talked about that. There are going to be times when we're really close to the Lord and walking in strength. And then there's going to be times where we maybe make some mistakes. It really doesn't matter if it's, you can think of anything in life like that. I mean, think of today, you know, some of the things that happened to you. I mean, we won't, you I know. I fell off the bar. Right. Think of the day. Like there was highs. There was a lot of highs. There was a, a low or two, but we just can't stay in the lows. These guys stayed in the lows for a long time. They lived their life more in the valley than they did up on the mountain. And we just want, we know the way to recover. The way to recover is just to talk to our father and ask him, invite him in and tell him there's parts of our life that we want to give to him. And then just recover. But they weren't good at that. So don't be surprised when your life goes up and down like we're seeing in the northern and southern kingdoms of Israel. Don't be surprised. Just remember the way out. And the way out is to remember your identity in Christ. You've already been saved. You are already the righteousness of God in Christ. So just turn to the Father. And the moment you turn to Him, you can dig yourself a pretty deep hole, but the moment you turn to Him, you are being pulled out way faster than you ever dug it. Okay? He loves you. You can trust in Him in that. Does that work? Yes. Yep. All right. Well, I love you, boys. I love you, too. Love you, too. You guys are good kids.